0: The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.
1: Hey, friends. We made it. It's Friday. 13th. Oh, it is Friday the 13th, though. And there is a full moon. So if that gets you all hinky, then keep that in mind as you're driving home this afternoon. I'm not much of a Friday the 13th person. I am a bit of a full moon person. I do believe that the full moon has some... Uh, I don't know, witchy ways or something. Thomas Lukasic, what do you think? Yeah, I don't know what it is.
2: Well, I don't know, but combining full moon, <laughs> snowing, Friday 13th.
1: <laughs> Countdown on to Christmas. Yeah. Oh, and hey, let's throw in some politics this afternoon. No, let's not what? do that. <laughs> <laughs> First off, nice to see you. Thanks for rushing in. Thanks for popping by. Plans for Christmas? You know, we're staying um, in
2: Edmonton this Christmas, which is which is uh, great. Uh, we, we tend to get away very often, but this time we're staying in, so we're trying to do... Uh, family things and mm-hmm. community things and nice. a little bit of giving back so it'll be great I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to it I decorated the tree outside apparently I did a horrible job so now I've been asked <laughs> not to do it again which is great you what can should hire accomplish? people to do that apparently
1: hmm mm-hmm. I had to put up the Christmas tree mm.
2: I've been hired actually I was Last I was week. the one hired to do that My oh we were said, here is your
1: lights here is your tree go, go and do, do it, it. Yeah. didn't work out so well mm. so yesterday Thomas Lukasik former Alberta deputy premier joining me in studio of course the MLA for Castle Downs here in Edmonton for many, many years uh, wanted to pick his brain on <laughs> just
2: <laughs> slim picking
1: on, on, on what you saw go down yesterday because um, you were one of the first tweets that I saw when when the story came out about uh, uh, Mr. Shear using um, uh, party money for for you know a top up using it for his in private school education of his kids. You're like, this happens all the time, you guys
2: sure it does you know that's sort of the the ugly side of politics and i'll tell you a, a little story before that I, i'll never forget this i, I was fortunate to uh, in caucus you sit by by alphabet and uh, next to l was k so ken kowalski was mm-hmm. sitting next to me one day And when i was appointed uh deputy premier he leaned over quietly and he said look around pointing out the entire caucus. He says, now every one of them wants your job. Mm. And uh, that was probably one of the best things that he could have ever told me. Uh, leaders of parties usually get some kind of a negotiated top-up yes. because of the fact that in addition to being a member of Parliament, in addition to being a leader of the official opposition, you're still leading a party. You have to do all the fundraising and everything, and that carries costs. And so they negotiate uh, a deal with the party, and, and it's above board. Uh, they pay taxes on that extra income or benefits, whatever it may be. And those on the executive of the party know about it because they're the ones who, who negotiate it. Sure, rank and file member members of the party probably don't nor do they ever ask if they asked mm-hmm. it, it's usually very open but what was unfortunate with mr. Shear was that everybody knew about it and if he would have won this election you would have never heard about would never it. Have been a problem but now that they want to oust him, the knives came out and and they I'm sure had a whole list of things that they were going to frame in such a way that would make him look bad and 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 he would have to leave sooner or later
1: so Thomas uh, we know that um the, the executive director Dustin Van Voot he said he knew about it been approved all of that sort of stuff but what we're hearing from other sources is that um, Stephen Harper wasn't aware of it to the other sure. one in and, yet and he was aware of it. Had it he
2: must have had it uh, premiers and 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 leaders of opposition throughout the entire country have some kind of a top-up for this sort of second job that they have that that carries carries expenses so uh it would be interesting to find out uh, what kind of mm-hmm. a package harper had because i'm certain he had one
1: is it optics and this is what the other thing so in the end so this is done but this is now Optics. That's right. And a lot of people are, are now playing playing that card, saying it just
2: doesn't look good. And that's why they chose this, because they knew that most most people would say, well, nobody pays for my children's private education. Mm-hmm. Nobody gives me a clothing allowance for my job. I have to buy my own uh, suits and jackets. So they knew that this is going to play really poorly uh, for Mr. Shear, and that's why they dragged this one out. And I'm sure they had a whole list of other things that they would drag out uh, which were not nefarious in any way, but if you frame it that way and you put it out, it's going to put him in a bad light. And you know what, remember my cell bill?
1: Yes. Well,
2: you remember when it came out, Yes. just when I announced I'm running for a leadership mm-hmm. and yet it was a bill from over a year prior. Mm-hmm. And there was no issue with it because there was nothing nefarious about it. But the moment you say, I'm running for leadership, boom, uh, somehow, conveniently, it gets found and framed in such a way. That's that's just the dark side of politics.
1: So it was interesting. I know uh, Warren Kinsella was on with Charles Adler uh, last night. And, you know, they were picking each other's brains, mm-hmm. talking about a few things. And uh, what Kinsella had said was that he was rather shocked at um, the number of Harper's people that um, were coming out being very vocal about him, you know, that he should step down, all of that. Take a a listen to this.
0: Something that a lot of people have not paid attention to and should. I have been shocked at Harper's people, senior people around him, Corey Tonight, Jenny Byrne, and so on, uh, Rachel Curran coming out and being highly critical or demanding that Sheer resign. Like, you know, could they do those things without Stephen Harper's approval? For sure. You know, they're adults and they're independent people and so on. But it was sure looking like a Harper gang-up, and uh, that couldn't have been good for Andrew Shear's state of mind um or his his feeling of confidence in the, about the job when everybody around the last winning conservative leader was saying that he needed to go um you know i think that what was happening here is there was a pretty organized effort to get rid of andrew Shear and to persuade him that he no longer had the confidence of his party and it worked they persuaded him it was time to go
1: and they persuaded him it was it was time to go. That they, you know, beat down a little bit more of that confidence. Of course, that confidence would have been uh, beaten down by losing to. Or not, you know the majority, the minority government by uh, by not by not forming a majority government to Trudeau. When if there was a time that he should have been able to beat sure. Trudeau, it should have been a, a, at this point. So, uh, you you've been in politics, you were in politics for uh, a very long time. I mean the the back room plotting, negotiating. Uh, we don't see it out here. No. And then uh, and then something like this happens, and then maybe we see a little bit of it. What is it really like? Well, it's
2: uh, a lot of this backroom politicking is actually taking place by people who aren't elected it's not the MPs and the MLAs but as you know you often hear about these consultants uh, the people who raise Mm -hmm. money who consult and and their base of power depends on their government being in power Uh, Harper is no different any longer he has his own consulting firm he flies all over the world and and makes business deals Uh, he's also involved with Denton's Um, his cachet drops when the party in the government that he was part of is no longer in government. You know, who cares about a deputy premier or a prime minister of a government four or five administrations ago? No, you want to be able to go out there and say, I know people who know people, uh-huh. these are still my people uh-huh. in power. So uh, there are many consultants out there who, who are lobbyists, who make uh, tons and tons of money, uh, but they only can make money and charge a lot uh, if they have that unspeed dial on their cell phone, the phone number to the prime minister or a minister of a given portfolio. Now, they're sort of neutered. Mm. Uh, there is a liberal government. Uh, nobody's hiring them. Uh, they need their government to be in power. And it's quite interesting because you will find during uh, campaigns and elections, it is actually those individuals that are more motivated for you to win than the actual elected officials. Um,
1: the sources say that uh, Stephen Harper, who is one of the directors of the Conservative Fund, which is the fund that controls kind of all the purse strings, uh, was very angry when... was very ang- when this came to light that he did not know that the money was being used this way <laughs> <laughs>
2: maybe he was angry because Sure negotiated a better deal than he had when he was the <laughs> prime minister but but the fact is he is he is he is on the board of directors for this fund he he knows you know anybody who's been in politics for more than a year knows that uh, our premiers Ralph Klein had that a uh, uh, benefitstelmark uh, Redford you know it's just a, it's just a norm and and whether it's right or wrong that's another story the fact is they all have it and they all Knew about
1: it. So are there any rules on what those top-ups can be used for? No, not really, because
2: political parties are not governments. They're they're just like a non-for-profit organization, and, and they can offer their employees or their directors whatever benefits they wish, um, and 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 often they do. So if it means that you have to relocate your family, or if it means that you have a you know additional clothing uh, requirements or whatever it may be, uh, parties tend to top that up. Uh, it goes out of money that is donated to political parties. So you know there's this question: Do people who donate money to party know about it? Well, well, probably most don't uh, but it is it is out there it's on the books and and it could be found um, but the, the real you know sad part about all this is that everybody within the party knew about it and all of a sudden they're so incensed about it but that's simply because they want to push him out and as I said earlier if Andrew Scheer was to win this last election none of us would have Mm-mm. ever heard about this it would be perfectly fine
1: so um, you know, we, we we go back to talking about the the optics and for Mr. Shear, I mean, as the opposition leader, you have the house, right you you have a chef, you have you know transportation, all sorts of stuff, you have a big six finger figure income uh, using taxpayers money or donors' money to pay for your, Children's private education. When you're trying to portray yourself as sure. the everyday man, and you're battling uh, trust fund Trudeau, that's Didn't right. play well, did it?
2: No, it doesn't. And and that, but that's a, a separate issue. Um, he should he have it? Perhaps not. Uh, should he have uh, perhaps disclosed it like any mm. other prior? leader of the opposition or prime minister perhaps uh do average canadians get access to such perks no um i agree with all that and 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 that's why that's what they picked and i'm sure they had three or four other things that they were going to release on him Mm -hmm. if he was not to resign um the ultimate the ultimate goal was to get him to resign and and spark a leadership race and and as you know he dug in his heels he wasn't going to go Uh, so they said well if you're not going to go voluntarily uh, will make this uh, uh, pretty miserable for you for the next few months.
1: Uh, Thomas Lukazik joining me in studio this afternoon. We'll take a quick break here. We'll continue the conversation about Andrew Shearer, the Conservative Party. And what's next after this? Mm-hmm. Thomas Lukasik joining me in studio this afternoon. The former Deputy Premier of Alberta was MLA for Castle Downs for... 13, 15, 14 14 years, years, yeah. So we're just kind of talking, uh, chomping on the bit uh, a little bit here about Andrew Shearer's resignation. Um, When it comes to him, I, I was reading this in the Toronto Star today, and it was... Uh, they were talking to some folks outside of shear 's uh, office in Regina, and this is one of the, uh, the the quotes It says, "Unfortunately, a lot of people picked on his personal choices and his personal life, and i don 't think that was fair. I thought maybe the Conservative Party would get behind him a little bit better and understand that he did bring in fairly good election results considering who he was going against. What do you say to that?
2: Well, I would disagree with this. Uh, We all have our personal moral codes and choices, and and that's fine. But when you're in public office, when you're making public policy for the entire country or the entire province, um, you have to be reflective of public Moral choices, not just your personal ones. Uh, you can live those out at home or, or in your church, or wherever it may be. But you're making decisions for the whole province. That's where this sort of separation of religion and, and state really comes in. Um, so no, uh, he could live by those, uh, by that moral code, but but he simply can't legislate it upon others. Now, uh, relevant to uh, to his um, um, outcome in the election, you know, he, they did very well. They picked up more popular Mm -hmm. vote than the election prior, except the problem they have is their vote is very, as I would call it, inefficient. They get enough votes in Alberta to win each seat three times over, mm-hmm. and yet they lose seats by small margins in Ontario and, and larger margins in, in Quebec. So um, so th- the distribution of their votes is is, is not uh, as they would wish them to have it. So what they need to do is, is lose a lot of votes in Alberta and Saskatchewan and then pick up mm-hmm. the number of votes uh, down east and in British Columbia. But that would mean really shifting um, on their economic, environmental, uh, and and um, and social policy mm-hmm. platforms, and that is a problem for them because their um, the the base uh, the old Reform Party base uh, would then depart from them, and you're looking at another splinter of mm-hmm. Reform Party PC, uh, which they don't want to have. So I don't envy the new leader of the Conservative <laughs> Party because it'll be a it'll be a balancing act, and 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 you have to be genuine. You know, one thing even though. I'm not a big fan of Mr. Scheer, uh, he was genuine, he was who he was, like it or mm-hmm. don't, uh, leave it. Um, this new leader will have to be sort of this progressive conservative um, and somehow appease both ends, both flanks. You know, those, uh, those big tent parties, as they like to call themselves, have a problem because that canvas can only stretch mm-hmm. so much mm-hmm. and, and we saw it in this election.
1: There was another article that was out today and it said, what if Andrew Scheer wasn't the real problem?
2: I, I think he was a personification of their real problem. He was uh, their real problem is that that uh, Canada has moved on, and and they're trying to promise us uh, the best yesterday, not the best tomorrow. Um, you, you know, younger generations no longer want to talk about gay marriage or abortion or LGBTQ rights or or uh, frankly, environment and, and and global warming is a bit of a given. Uh, they just want the job done, and and these guys were still mired in that discussion and and that's why they left a lot of they they lost a lot of large uh, municipal votes uh-huh. uh, in especially in central and eastern Canada.
1: So you talk about uh, not um Well, you you talk about the next leader and thinking, okay, who is this going to be and the challenges that 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 person is going to to face? We've heard a lot of names uh, thrown about. Miss Ambrose, we're hearing that she's not interested in in the job. She's quite liking what she uh, has right now. There's a talk about an ambassadorship Mm -hmm. there as well. We're hearing Peter McKay uh, as well. What do you think? What do you think is next if you were to look into the look a crystal ball? (laughs) (laughs) Well, Miss Ambrose,
2: uh, an interesting choice. Definitely a very capable Mm -hmm. woman, uh, very accomplished, but uh, I think Conservatives will look at the map of Canada and say, uh, if we are to lose votes in Alberta and Saskatchewan in order to lose uh, gain votes in in Central and Eastern Canada, we probably need a leader uh, that is from Central Mm. Canada or perhaps British Columbia if it has to be West Uh, having uh, another Saskatchewan Alberta leader would not bode very well for them wanting to shift that vote from Alberta to uh, to central Canada so and and you know, uh, the, the fact is, uh, Mr. McKay, when was the last time we, we heard of him? Probably not for four years. All of a sudden, he becomes this prominent person and delivers speeches. So he obviously is going to throw his name uh, into the hat. He's from Nova Scotia. Um, but uh, this time around, I think they need a old progressive conservative leader from central Canada. Uh. Maybe then they stand a chance to win against Trudeau. Um, you know, Trudeau did not win this last election on his own strength. He won it on the fact that uh, conservatives where were just were just not aligned with the voters on their messaging, and and now they blame the messaging teams and they fired a whole bunch of consultants on the communications team. But it wasn't how they communicated it. It was what they were uh-huh. communicating that just didn't stick to Canadians.
1: Well, I think it's it's interesting. I mean, things have to get going. We know with a minority government um, that government can fall uh, sooner rather than later. Although I think right it's a now the comfortable in, minority it's, it's it is it is right now. Um, and let's be real; I don't think any of the parties have much cash there for uh, you know starting over mm-hmm. another election. But they'll want. I think the Conservatives will want to get on this sooner rather than later. To to to, to to start proving a point, and start showing that they're, they're the leader that they pick is a capable one and one that can take on Trudeau.
2: True, although leadership races are very divisive. Uh-huh. If you thought what they did to Shear is divisive, you will <laughs> see what will happen in the leadership race. So um, there well, w- well,
1: look how look how Sheer became the leader in the first 13th place. Thirteenth
2: vote, yeah. by, by less than one percent. So uh, so you will see that they will turn on each other. You will see that east west split. Uh, Stockwell they already uh, throwing barbs at the progressive conservatives that got of sheer uh so you will see a lot of infighting and it takes time to lick your wounds and sort of bring the party together again um you know the clear winner in all this right now is is prime minister trudeau Mm -hmm. because he doesn't have to worry about them in the house too much they are focused now on choosing a leader um he has a comfortable majority minority uh he will be able to deliver on his platform
1: But depending on who becomes uh, the leader of, of the opposition and who takes him on in the next federal election, depending on who that is, that could be his bigger problem.
2: And if that person can keep the party united. Yes. And that's and that's a challenge. That's a challenge because uh, conservatives are that big tent party. You know, you have you have the old progressive conservatives yeah. like myself and the Joe Clark of this world, and and then you have Preston Manning in that very same party. And and this new leader will have to somehow find a policy compromise on those issues. And and you know, and, and some of those issues for some of the members can't be compromised if they feel that strongly particularly when it's based on religion mm-hmm. about something uh, there is no room for compromise mm-hmm. so that's dangerous
1: it's going to be interesting to watch Thomas Lekasik well. joining me in studio this afternoon always great to see you Thank thanks you. for joining Merry me this Christmas afternoon to you. you as well you. all right we're coming up to the two thirty news here on the six thirty 30 chat afternoons we want to let you know that uh, we have a pair of Oilers tickets to give away this afternoon and coming up just after 3 o'clock one of the topics that you love to get fired up about Drivers versus pedestrians. An interesting interview, some interesting comments were made today by a professor out of BC. You'll hear them. She's saying that education is not the best way to reduce the number of accidents on the road. She says it's probably the worst. We'll hear what she has to say coming up.